You are listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy, and sponsored by the award-winning novel, The Beloved Daughter. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to listen to this gripping audiobook about a Christian girl in North Korea. And now, enjoy today's episode of Unabridged, the Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 39 Mom had bragged about Meg's house, but Kimmy had thought she'd been exaggerating until they pulled up into the winding driveway. At one point, Meg had to stop and put in a code that automatically opened a heavy brass gate. To the right was a tiered landscape with shrubs and mulch that looked as fresh as if it had just been poured out of the bag. To the left were tall brick pillars every few feet, covered in some kind of lavish ivy. This driveway must take the entire day just to shovel in the winter, she commented. It wasn't until her sister started to laugh that Kimmy realized Meg and her husband would pay someone to plow any snow that accumulated in front of their house. Meg pushed the button on her sun visor that opened an immaculate garage, cleaner than the interior of most people's houses. A few garden tools with matching pink handles hung on one wall, bikes and tennis equipment on another. A golf bag in the corner was the only item that wasn't hung or somehow suspended above the perfectly swept concrete floor. Come on in. Meg stepped out of the car and tilted up her chin, probably waiting for Kimmy's gushing words of praise. The problem was, Kimmy couldn't even find her voice. Wake up, Pip. Kimmy wondered if he was going to spend the whole day sleeping. Was it normal for him to be this tired? She shouldn't overreact. He was going to be fine. Everything was going to be fine. She thought about the ornate gate with its automated code. She didn't even know people had homes like this in Anchorage, but was thankful for the extra security it would afford. For the first time since her mom died, she wondered if things were actually going to start getting better. Take off your shoes, Meg called behind her shoulder as she stepped into a kitchen with massive windows and a vaulted sky roof. She turned around, beaming, but Kimmy still had no idea what she was supposed to say. Wow, she stammered, which was apparently enough to loosen Meg's tongue. Duane designed this place as an early wedding gift for the two of us. He told me I could either have the skylight in the ceiling or a honeymoon in Greece, and then when I told him I just couldn't make up my mind, he surprised me and gave me both. Her giggle was even more grating and airy than usual. Sweet cakes, is that you? A tan Ken doll lookalike stepped into the kitchen and gave Meg a kiss on the cheek. I didn't know you were bringing company over. He stretched out his hand. Hi, I'm Duane. Kimmy blinked at him, surprised to find that he looked exactly like he did in the wedding picture Mom had hanging on the fridge back home, right down to the last pixel. She was also surprised that he didn't seem to know who she was. Kimberly, she told him as she shook his hand. Nice to meet you, Kimberly. It's always lovely meeting one of my bride's friends. Kimmy glanced at her sister, who swatted him playfully with her handbag. Bunny Boo, this is my sister. Duane's eyes widened. You're Kimmy? Meg laughed, but not convincingly enough to keep Kimmy from picking up on the slightest nervous edge. 
I told you she might be coming here to stay for a little while. Oh, great. Dwayne's smile hadn't changed once since he stepped into the room. Kimmy wondered how he managed without giving his cheeks some massive cramps. He bent down to kiss his wife again, whispering loudly, She's staying in the upstairs guest room or downstairs? Downstairs, Meg answered just as conspiratorially. Duane nodded. Well, I'm off. Where are you going, baby bear? Meg asked with an exaggerated pout. Work, work, work. He stuck out his finger and pressed in Meg's petite button nose. Boop, she responded with a giggle. And after a fair amount of nose-kissing, cooing, and name-calling, he was gone. Meg let out one last laugh when he left. So that was Duane. Kimmy hadn't realized until she saw her sister relax that Meg's smile had been just as huge and just as unwavering as her husband's during their entire exchange. Her sister sank down onto one of the tall bar stools around a marble island countertop moaning something about being too early in the day for wine. Can I do anything to help around the house? Kimmy stared at the immaculate kitchen, wondering how her sister managed to keep herself from getting lost in her own home. Her words seemed to sweep away whatever exhaustion cloud had covered her sister. Meg lifted up her head. No, no, everything's taken care of here. Come on, let me show you to your new room. Chapter 40 Sorry, Meg said, staring at the sparse bedroom. I really had no idea what kind of toys a typical three-year-old would play with, and even if I did, I wasn't sure what would be appropriate for Pip. Kimmy tried not to let her annoyance show. Meg was trying. The two women hadn't fought since their spat in the car, but every sentence felt strained like they both knew this was some kind of an act, but even the stress of keeping up such a complicated pretense was easier to deal with than the bickering and jealousy that had polluted their relationship for years. Meg had already given them a tour of the house, explaining which rooms Duane considered on and off limits. Kimmy figured if she stuck with the guest room, the attached bathroom, and the kitchen, she'd be perfectly safe. She didn't even know where Meg and her husband slept. Kimmy watched her sister shuffle from one foot to the other and felt a little bit sorry for her. It wasn't her fault that she was trying so hard to impress them. Any idea how you want to spend the rest of your afternoon? Meg asked. We could take Pip out for lunch and go to the park. Kimmy wondered if Meg remembered the playground Mom used to take them to a lifetime ago. Is there still that playground with a giant jungle gym? Meg frowned. Which one do you mean? The one on Tudor or Lake Otis? It was red and green and blue, and it had a swing coming down from the center, and games like tic-tac-toe and stuff you could play on the sides. Meg shook her head. I don't remember anything like that, but I know a nice one with a little footbridge and a stream. It's getting cold, but the ducks were still there the last time I drove by. Does Pip like feeding ducks? Kimmy wished her sister would stop asking questions like that. Didn't she understand that for his entire life, Pip's existence had been relegated to his bedroom and the daycare? The only playground he'd ever known was the cheap plastic one at work, 
It was small, only room for two or three at a time, and other than a two-week period where he decided he loved the swings, Pip had never shown any interest in it at all. Let's not worry about a park today, Kimmy decided. Pip didn't act like his throat hurt, but she figured it was still too soon to take him out for a lot of running around. You sure? I could ask some of my mom friends. They might know of one with a jungle gym. Does he like to climb or something? Maybe we could set up a play date. Kimmy shook her head. The last thing she wanted to do was sit with dozens of other kids whose obvious developmental advancements just made Pip's delays seem even more exaggerated. And since he'd just gotten diagnosed with strep, she doubted parents would want him around their kids either. I think we just need some downtime for a while. Is that all right with you? She wasn't used to tiptoeing around her sister's feelings, but she asked the question gently, uncertain exactly what it was she was trying to protect Meg from. Meg nodded. That sounds good. Does he have a favorite movie? We've got Netflix and Amazon and Hulu if there's something he wants to stream. Let me get him settled in for a little bit, Kimmy said, even though she and Pip didn't have a single bag of personal belongings between them. She'd probably have to ask Meg to take her shopping soon, an excursion her sister would adore and Kimmy despise. But right now she needed a few minutes alone, a few minutes with her thoughts and with her brother without anyone else staring over her shoulder or worrying about her. She offered Meg an unconvincing smile. It's going to be all right, she promised. I just think Pip needs a little bit of quiet, and then we can decide what to do with the rest of the day. Okay. Meg lifted her hand and gave a little wave before shutting the door behind them, and Kimmy spent the next several minutes staring at the flowered wallpaper in silence. You've been listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry. Today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by The Beloved Daughter Audiobook, available exclusively on Audible. Visit alanaterry.com slash beloved to download the Beloved Daughter audiobook, narrated by two-time Audi Award winner Kathy Garber. If you're new to Audible, you can listen to this award-winning novel right away with a no-risk 30-day free trial when you go to alanaterry.com slash beloved. And don't forget to tune in soon for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Thanks for listening.